Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us online. We pray that as we preach and sing and pray today that God touches you. And not just you and your heart, but God touches your family. Thank you for joining us online as we have church here in your living room. And um, we just pray that God's richest blessing rest in your family today. You know, as I woke up this morning, I got thinking about a very special place that I like, and that is Cold Stone Creamery. For those of you who've been there, you know that they have three different sizes. They have a like-it size, a love-it size, and a gotta-have-it size. Uh, when I first went there, I tried the gotta-have-it size, and it was a little too much for me. But you know what I'm talking about. Whether it's the birthday cake remix or the strawberry banana rendezvous, it's so good. But, you know, I thought about this this morning, how it really kind of pertains to my worship and how I feel about the Lord. When I come into God's presence, I don't want the little like it, you know, container. I want the gotta have it container. That's that's the way I want to be this morning with the Lord. Lord, I just gotta have you. And and the, the, the size of the container is the amount that God fills it up. And I just really pray that you have that gotta have it container today and for the rest of the week with the Lord. Amen. As we are living in this time and going through what we're going through, one of the questions that I felt the Lord asked me probably really in, in March and when this thing started happening, God asked me a question and I want to share that with you today. He asked me, can I trust you with trouble? And I want to share that with you today. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, I love this passage of scripture. It's very um, familiar to um, the Christians, those who've been in the Lord, but I love this is about faith and the heroes of faith. The Bible says in verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 11, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. One translation says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. But here's what I want to share with you in verse 2. Men of God in days of old were famous for their faith. And if you read this uh, chapter, chapter 11 of Hebrews, you'll see that there's what we call heroes of faith or uh, in the uh, hall of faith, (laughs) as you will. It's people like Noah and Abraham, Sarah, Joseph um, and Moses and the writer says there's so many other stories that he could actually go into he just didn't have time but all the things they faced they were considered the heroes of faith because of of what they went through and how they believed God in what they went through and so a lot of times when I'm reading this scripture I don't know about you in this particular uh, verses in this chapter I, I look at it this way I look at um and first of all these were people who trusted in God they were people who had faith in God uh, despite what they were going through. But look at it this way. They were also not just people who trusted God, but who God trusted. That's very interesting. I don't think I've ever really thought about it until this last year. I thought, you know, God, these are people who trusted you, but these are also people who you trusted. God trusted these people with trouble. God trusted these people in difficult situations and with impossible circumstances facing them. And God trusted them in their faith. And I like to ask that question to you today. Can God trust you with trouble? 
In Hebrews, also, when we talk about the heroes of faith, there's some elements about uh, their faith that made it heroic, that made them heroes of faith, that made their faith heroic. I believe that they discovered God's faithfulness when life brought them troubles. That's obvious. We see that. But also, I believe that every one of these people, every, we would say, man and woman of God that, that, that the Bible's talking about here, everyone had an obstacle But everyone had a choice. Faith is a choice just like fear is a choice. And I I just want to share some things with you about faith. And that is faith can move mountains, but fear can create them. I believe that the devil rewards fear like God rewards faith. So we could say that fear is demonic faith. And we don't want that. But we also see in these people's lives that faith is not believing that God can, but faith is knowing that God will. And that's where we pick up this in Hebrews chapter 11. But again, it wasn't just that they believed God, which is is amazing, but God trusted them. God trusted them with trouble. You know, there's something amazing about how God trusts us. God trusts us with gifts of the Spirit, talents, abilities. He trusts us with our marriages. He trusts us with our children. He gives us our children so, so that we can raise them in the fear of the Lord. He trusts us with those things. He trusts us with money. And He trusts us with certain other things. And so I, I wanted to just say that God trusts us with a lot of things. But have you ever considered that maybe that God would trust you with trouble? I, I've never thought about that way. But as I look at this, it's coming very clear to me. And especially where we're at today. Can God trust you with trouble? Can God trust you in your trial? Can God trust you that you're going to call out on Him and you're going to depend on Him and you're not going to lean on your own understanding and, and live by sight, but you're going to walk by faith in your trouble? And I'm not talking about looking for trouble. I'm not talking about being a troublemaker. I'm talking about life's troubles because we know that life has troubles. And someone, someone would say maybe a lot of troubles. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, The things that I spoke to you, I told you these things because that in me you might have peace. Why did he say that? Because he said, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus said that in in this life, in the world, you would have tribulation, or you would have frustrations, or you would have troubles, lots of troubles. But he also said this, he said, Cheer up. And I like the fact that God shows us to have joy in the midst of our circumstances. Uh, Joy right in the face of trouble. He said, cheer up, I have overcome the world. And I love that because Jesus didn't say that he overcame our tribulations or our troubles. He said he's overcome the world. And we know that in 1 John it says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And Jesus said, cheer up. If Jesus said, we'll overcome, listen, if Jesus said you're going to overcome, guess what? Then he's going to make a way for you to overcome. If Jesus said that, cheer up, you know, I've overcome the world so that through me you can overcome. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith, he said. And so if Jesus said that we're going to overcome, he's going to make a way for us to overcome. Because he'll never lead you into something that he doesn't already have a way of escape. 
That's what the Bible teaches us. He'll never lead you to a place that he first doesn't make a way of escape. And I just wanted to say this and be, and, and I just remember this today, that if God leads you to the bank of the river, he's going to get you to the other side in a boat called trouble. Let me say it one more time. That if God leads you to the bank of the river, he's going to get you to the other side in a boat called trouble. We could call it the USS trouble. Amen. Praise God. But that's so true, isn't it? God's going to get you there, but sometimes it's through trouble. I believe there's a few things I want to share with you that trouble teaches us. What does trouble teach us? The troubles in life and the things that we go through. What does trouble teach us? Well, I believe, number one, trouble teaches us to lose all faith in ourselves and put all faith in God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, Paul said this, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. We, went, uh, we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. Amen. The second thing that trouble teaches us is that glory comes after trouble. In Romans chapter 8, verse 18, the writer said this, For I imagine that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It's hard to imagine that your present trouble will lead to future glory. It, 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 I mean, it, sometimes it's absolutely almost impossible to think that way, but you've got to think that way because God said it. it you, you can't think that your present trouble is creating future glory, but it is. And so I want you to claim that today. Lord, I thank you that my present trouble is preparing me and creating for me pr uh, future glory. Amen. And did you know that suffering and glory are partners? Oh, yes, they are. In fact, it's important that we understand as people of God and as believers in the Lord that life isn't a bowl of cherries. We know that. But I've got to say this, is that you've got to understand that both God's blessings and God's test both lead to glory. We, we can't have one without the other. People think, well, once you know, I come into salvation and I'm a Christian, that I'm never going to be suffering. God's going to get me out of everything. God will allow you to go through something to realize that it's all about Him, that it's not about you, but it's about His glory. There is a glory, the Bible says, that will be revealed in us when trouble is over. So we realize that glory comes after trouble. I want to show you just someone in the Bible quickly, and I'm not going to go into their whole life story. But in Hebrews chapter 11, it mentions this person very vaguely. It, just, it doesn't give a backstory like it does with Abraham or Moses. It just kind of gives you just a little snapshot of something about the life of Joseph. Now, if you know Joseph, and if you don't, maybe you can look that up and, and study that sometime. But Joseph had a dream as a young man that he would rule and his brothers would bow down to him or that all of Egypt would, and that God gave this dream. Now he didn't understand it. It wasn't matured when he was young, but he suffered many things for it. And I just want to just point this out, that this is the point that I want to make with Joseph. And, and as you study this, that with every dream, there comes a nightmare. Oh yes, there is. With every dream, there's a nightmare. 
And, and, and you've got to understand this and, and some of the process that God takes us through and the things that we go through is because the purpose of the nightmare is to get you discouraged that you don't think that the dream is possible. And not only that, but also the nightmare comes to reveal that it can't be you. It's got to be God. And I don't know about you, but I've faced a lot of these things. You, you go through something, you know God wants to do something, have a... Let the dream of a good marriage. Well, sometimes there's that you go through nightmare experiences, raising your children with your job, whatever it is. You go through these experiences, but with every dream, there sometimes and most of the times is a nightmare. And you've got to live through that and go through that sometimes in order for the dream to be fulfilled. Why? Because I believe that hell wants to see the nightmare kill your dream, but heaven wants to see the nightmare fulfill your dream. Amen. So I believe that you've got to go through this trouble in order for God to do that which he prepared for you. So sometimes you've got to go through this to get to that. Amen. As we see with Joseph's life. And so I just want to encourage you that how God uses the night season. God uses night seasons in our life. And we're talking about glory coming after trouble. Well, God uses the night seasons. In fact, did you know that everything God has done and usually does starts at midnight and goes till dawn? It always starts in darkness and leads to light. In the very beginning, the Bible says that the earth was filled with darkness and darkness covered the earth. And then God spoke, let there be light. Jesus, when he was crucified, great darkness filled the earth, the Bible says, and it was a dark hour when Jesus was buried. At night, he was buried in the tomb. But the Bible says on the first day of the week at dawn, he rose again. What does the Bible teach us in uh, Psalms? It says that weeping may endure for a night season, but joy comes in the morning. And can I just encourage you that when that scripture talks about weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, that usually is talking about harvest. A harvest is coming in the morning. Amen. And so God uses the night season. And the third thing that trouble teaches us is that if, if God puts you in trouble, that's a vote of confidence. That's a vote of confidence that you are able to go through it. That you are able to handle it. You're able to take it with His help. You're able to get, get through it. You're able to live through it. And, that, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying that, that what I'm preaching this morning is not easy at all. It's trouble. It's called trouble for a reason. And it's trouble with a capital T, right? But I wanted to say this, that trouble is the pathway to triumph. Pain is the pathway to praise. And messes in our life are the pathway to the miraculous. That's the way God works. Why? Because He wants to be glorified, number one. He wants you to grow in Him and the confidence that God is your God and you can trust Him and then God wants to trust you with trouble. Someone said that when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. I like that one. A very uh, good friend of ours, Pastor Amy Kiefer, um, really this, said this quote, and this is my fourth point, what trouble can teach us. She said this, that troubles can be a tombstone or a stepping stone. And I love that because it's so true, isn't it? Troubles can either be a stepping stone or they can be a tombstone. Amen. See, and, and I, I encouraged our online group this week that God never waste 
anything in our lives. He never wastes anything we go through. Never. There's never anything that God ever wastes. Everything that we go through can grow you. Everything that you go through, God uses. Everything. Everything. He doesn't waste anything about it. Life's uh, issues and life's troubles. I wanted to just give you just a, a snapshot here of Paul's life. And through one of his books that he wrote called Philippians. I love Philippians. I've preached a lot from Philippians. And I love it. If you do a search about the book of Philippians and all the encouraging uh, verses that are out of it. I mean, I've, I've found uh, over a hundred that you can verses that you can really glean from. But I want to read a few and I want you to just give me some time here. Just be patient. I want to read you some verses out of Philippians. And I'm going to make a good point about this uh, because these are just some exhorts that Paul had written from Philippians. In Philippians chapter 1, and I'll do it in, in order, in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, he said, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.21 says, for, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good purpose or pleasure. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love that one. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, last one. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Aren't those great? Aren't those uh, encouraging? In fact, Philippians is called one of the happier books or one of the happiest books in, uh, of the writings of Paul. And you know something? If it's, it's considered one of the happiest books, but yet Philippians was written when Paul was in prison. Think about that. Why? Because Paul uh, taught us this, that your circumstances don't determine your joy. Your circumstances don't determine the power of God. Your circumstances don't determine what God wants to do and can do. He doesn't love you less because you're going through more troubles than other people. Your circumstances absolutely do not determine your joy. We, we like to quote this a lot, especially in praise and worship. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, talking about Paul in prison. The Bible says in Acts 16, 25, when Paul and Silas were in prison, they sang praises at midnight, by the way. They sang praises and the, the earth shook, the, the, the chains fell off them. And, and the Bible says uh, the, you know, the prison doors opened and they saved uh, one of the guards from committing suicide and he became a Christian. But you know, that, that scripture about praise and worship, praising God at midnight, guess where it was? He was in Philippi. He was writing the book of Philippians. It was during that same time. So again, he proves and shows that his, his uh, circumstances did not determine his joy. He knew that God could trust him in the trouble he was in. And so I want to encourage you today uh, to, to, to move in this area and start thinking this way when you're facing troubles. It could be about your job. It could be about your family. It could be about uh, personal issues. And uh, I just want to ask you today again in closing, can God trust you with trouble? In Psalms 37 verse 39, it says, But the saving of those who are right with God is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. 
Sometimes God hides us from trouble. And sometimes we face trouble. He allows us to face trouble. Amen. Someone said, I'm caught behind a, 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 between a rock and a hard place. Well, let's pray that that rock is the rock Christ Jesus. If you're caught between the rock Christ Jesus and a hard place, guess what? You're going to get through the hard place. Amen. Because you and God in any circumstance are the majority. And I want to encourage you today that you shouldn't give up. Don't give up. God's got this. Some of you just need to smile and say, you know what, God, you got this. Amen. You're going to get me through this. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Don't lose your mind. Just believe. As we see in the book of Hebrews, just believe. Believe what is not seen. Believe what is, is promised to you through God's word. Believe, amen, God in your trouble. Right in the boat of trouble, knowing that God is going to get you through to the other side. What kind of trouble are you in right now? You might be in trouble of your marriage. Your marriage might be in trouble. You might be in an addiction or, or some kind of trouble in your heart, some kind of trouble in your mind, your trouble in your spirit, in your, your life, anything around you. I, I want to just want to encourage you today. In Psalms chapter 31, verse 9, David said, Have mercy on me, O God, for I am in trouble. What kind of trouble are you in today? I want to pray with you and I, I, I want to agree with you. I'm not going to pray for you. I want to pray with you. And I'm going to pray with you that God's going to help you. And, and His grace is sufficient for wh whatever you're going through. But I want to just give you this injection of hope today and this little encouragement of hope today that God wants to trust you with trouble. Think of your trouble. Think of your circumstances as God's way of bringing glory into your life. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for today. Thank you that I have an opportunity to speak life into people's heart, into their home, into their circumstance. I pray that you would bless every family, bless every marriage, bless every child and everyone that's listening today. I, I don't know what they're going through, but you do. You are the God of the impossible. You make the impossible possible. Lord, I thank you today that just as we read the he heroes in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, Lord, they faced uh, the circumstances that we face. They're no different than we are. We're no different than them. But Lord, they trusted you with their trouble. Lord, I thank you that you're searching today for people that you can trust in their trouble. We give you all the praise and all the glory for what you are doing and what you're about to do. Uh, today in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen.